This episode of ACMG Presents Talk Time Live is brought to you in part by Viewfinders Identity Search and Design. Your choice for web design, graphic design, and all multimedia development needs. Visit VFISAD.com and let us bring your vision to reality. Hey, this is Bob Camp, co-creator of The Rena Stimpy Show, and you're listening to ACMG Presents Talk Time Live. It's time. Talk time. Let's go. Anime, comics, movies, and games. Come on and let's get it. Talk time. Anime, comics, movies, and games. Come on and let's get it. Talk time. Anime, comics, movies, and games. Come on and let's get it. Talk time. Anime, comics, movies, and games. Come on and let's get it. Talk time. Live. Started in the 80s with Matt Cross. Dudes in the hood might have called that soft, but I carried that cross like Jesus did. Fast forward, I teach the kids to learn how to let go, live life, and show love to all things that don't matter. Where y'all from? And luckily, there's a show called Talk Time. We've been waiting for this for a long time. Dax kicks the facts on all the geek news. Special guests and unbiased reviews. Suburban kids, the hipster street dudes. All can learn something new. Me too. I heard words when no faith is empty. I stayed the course, though my haters tempt me. Beat the podcast, that'll make them envy. It ain't too trendy. It's ACMG. Anime, comics, movies, and games. Come on and let's get it. Talk time. Anime, comics, movies, and games. Come on. Come on and let's get it. Talk time. Anime, comics, movies, and games. Come on and let's get it. Talk time. Anime, comics, movies, and games. Come on and let's get it. Talk time. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the journal of my life that covers all things anime, comics, movies, and games. This is ACMG Presents Talk Time Live, the Prime Show. I am your host, Xavier Josiah. We got some crazy news to talk about this week with our talk topic being Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem. I got a chance to see it. Reason why I am doing this now on a Monday is because yesterday was my 18th wedding anniversary and we took a pause for a bit, but not to stray away from what's going on here. We were going to just extend it to this day. If you listen to the Select Start podcast, I explained this, and I'm sure all of you understand. It's my wedding anniversary. It's 18th, 18 years with a woman who supported me throughout this whole entire journey that allowed me to have this journal that I have. And to that, I thank her dearly. Happy 18th and to many more, my love. Um, we're going to talk about some crazy things in this next segment because, man... Influencers, influencers be wilding out and we're going to have a deep discussion in that along with some other things going on. But yeah, we're going to uh, going to give my thoughts on Mutant Mayhem and uh, see what I thought about that movie. And uh, let's not waste any time, folks. Let's find out what's new in the world of ACMG. And now it's time to find out what's new in the world of ACMG. So we're going to start off with some really insane news and we're going to talk about insurrection. No, we're not talking about January 6th, nor are we going to be talking about politics, but we're going to talk about similarities with what happened then and what happened here. Enter Kai Kennett, if I'm pronouncing his name right, Twitch, uh, Twitch streamer, influencer, if you will. And the reason why. Being called an influencer is probably one of the most dangerous things you could possibly be called in this day and age. I've been talking about this for some time. I've been saying that the term influencer, which is a marketing term that, you know, the, the industries have coined to people to give them some type of status. But I've also argued that everybody who's been deemed an influencer are the least likely people you should be influenced by name one person that is an influencer that you're going to tell me that that person is on a positive road you're going to see something behind that every single one of them anybody who really is influential aren't really influencers they're just people 
fighting for causes something meaningful and stuff like that that really should be an influence in a positive influence in people but the marketing term of influencers they always it's always something it's always something it's just like the people who don't have a frame of mind who don't look at things perspectively who just are like the most vain egotistical <laughs> people uh conceited people you could possibly go that is just superficial this dude this twitch streamer went online to announce a huge giveaway and told fans to see him down at union square park to hopefully receive gift cards ps5 consoles and pcs this led to thousands of people heading down to the square creating chaos in the street this event was not permitted by the city and because of that it caused traffic to be impossible to travel through and travel around because the police weren't weren't informed beforehand they weren't able to block off sections of the area for this unprecedented event police immediately took and uh took kai into custody that didn't stop there as a result of the fans who were promised to get gift cards and pcs and ps5s didn't get it i don't even know if they ever were going to get it because this dude didn't just he came in homie came in if i i saw the footage i i saw the i saw the video footage of him coming in he came in with like a like a suv truck or whatever like that or, or whatnot it was like it could if he had if he had ps pcs and ps5s that was a lot of bulky ass um you know boxes to have especially pcs you need more than one car i don't know how many pcs or ps5s this dude had but it wasn't enough to the amount of people that was out there waiting for him there were thousands of people out there waiting for this dude and as a result of them not getting this and this is the result of the cops arresting this guy this sparked anger within fans leading into a massive riot in the streets of new york where people were fighting each other and tearing up the area all because this dude wanted to flex we've seen this happen before in new york i mean it's no different like we like we've seen like travis scott come up in there we've seen um rihanna and like when they come in if they if if all those people are coming into town they do it the right way they make sure that that place is fully uh, facilitated whenever travis scott has come to a mcdonald's or he's come to any spot that he said he's going to be in they have that place secured they got that place you know they 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 alert people beforehand this right here was the dumbest thing i've ever seen and it was even dumber when you saw how fans were reacting dl hughley actually called it an embarrassment yeah it very much was it, it, there's no other way to put it it was an embarrassment it was the stupidest thing ever it saddened me and i know if i was a kid the sad part is I probably would have done it myself because I wouldn't have known better. It's just, it's really sad where we're at in our society right now. But that homie, yo, that dude, he deserves whatever's coming to him at this point. I will say this, what he did and what Trump did, very similar. I will say this to his credit whatever they do to him they better damn sure do to do to um to 40 uh 43 or 45 or whatever because you can put the two videos together virtually the same type of situation all of it's sad this is we've become i've joking i've joked about this before but in a lot of ways it's really not a joke i feel like we should change the name to planet earth to planet gotham if not the earth then the united states of america it's gotham 
a lot of things that are going on right now. Gotham City. You know, R. Kelly did a song about, you know, entitled Gotham City, and there was a Gotham in, in every ghetto. No, like, the funny part about that, and I've spoken about this ages ago, the stupidity of that song. You could tell that R. Kelly was not a Batman fan at all. Because his dumbass song, a song called A Gotham City for the Ghetto. First of all, Gotham City is worse than a ghetto. <laughs> Gotham City is not, was not, or will never be a place that people want to go to and live. They live there because they have to, or they don't have any other place to go. You should have said Metropolis for the ghetto. You know, come on. You know, Emerald City for the ghetto. I don't know. But <laughs> that right there. This whole place, this what's going on in this world. And I watched a documentary, um, a DC uh, superhero documentary on uh, Max last night. And I highly recommend people check this out. I might actually give a full review of it. It's a really good documentary that is like a three episode documentary. It covers um, the evolution of DC comics in, in DC films to that extent. Um, really, they get real. I mean, they talk about all the racist stuff that they did in that era, in the era that they were, and, you know, some of the other things that they were, you know, causing. They even gave credit to Marvel for, like, being the ones to really make change in the comic book industry, and even had, you know, you know, search from Stan Lee in that document. I highly recommend checking it out. Um, but I digress. Like, Zach Levy, or Zach Levi, was on air to talk about, you know, doing films why it was important to do superhero films like that because and he like he's right and it's sad he said like because the world is so dark right now there's a lot of darkness right now and the bad part is i think they pre-taped this documentary probably like months ago especially prior to the strike and everything but he's right it's gotten so dark and looking at that it just it didn't bring me any joy to to watch that at all i don't even know i i I, I, I would be a hypocrite if I didn't say I as a kid at that age I don't know I've done some really stupid stuff as a kid so I'm just looking at it through modern day eyes but I know there's some things I would not do or would not be around but it just it just makes me feel like are we what are we learning what are we becoming? And that bothers me so much. Um, it's just really sad. Like, people, the term influencer is nothing more than a farce. It is a marketing term. There's a documentary that Hulu put together with ABC News, or it's ABC News put together. It's on Hulu. And it, it, it covers the dark side or the real side of influencers. And there are some well-known, um, you know, influencers in there that has ended up going to jail for doing exactly the same thing that this dude is that has done for causing a lot of chaos, for scamming people, for doing a lot of things. And it's like, it just, it just, it boggles me is because you would think that during the fire festival situation that people would like smarten up. No, but we really didn't. We didn't smarten up. We went from the fire festival to cryptocurrency to NFTs to influencers doing and saying whatever they want that people are really falling for. This generation is the most gullible generation I've ever seen. We were more like I'm a Gen X and this was around a time when like public enemy and you know the, the native tongues and all that stuff and spike lee and all of them, we were a little bit more conscious about stuff like that we would not and, and granted we didn't have social media and maybe that was for the best and internet the internet just became a started to become commercialized during a time but and i'm not saying we were perfect back then but we were conscious enough to be a little bit more aware of what was going on and we did things as a tiny bit differently than how these guys are doing it now 
you know if it was a riot it wasn't for anything stupid like this was it was because there was some injustice going on this was not an injustice situation this was y'all y'all didn't get any damn you know incentives to coming down there and all this stuff y'all probably didn't even go down there because y'all cared about the dude in the first place y'all wanted what he was providing y'all wanted what he was giving away or what he was quote unquote possibly giving away i'm not just gonna blame him oh he gets a majority of blame for what happened there but everybody who went down there and acted like a fool also gets credit and takes credit for that too we need to all be held accountable for our actions he definitely damn sure do and everybody every kid that went down there and caused harm and caused danger to everybody else in the area not just the people who attended but the people who didn't mean to attend the guy the people who were just trying to get home the people who were just trying to get through the city y'all need to be held accountable for it all those people who were fighting each other and all this stuff and acting stupid and throwing cones and safety it just acting like a fool out there y'all need to be held accountable for that and there's thousands of kids out there and if they don't this generation is in for some it's some real ish out there because this is going to be the future this to me was just the saddest thing i've i've had to endure and see and the fact that it's tied with a twitch streamer you know what i'm saying it's just it boggles me it boggles me man we need to get it together we need to get it together big time so um i'm sure there's going to be more to this situation and what they're going to do but this dude is not getting out of, he is not getting off with a hitch he's not getting a slap on the wrist for this this caused a lot of collateral damage in the area but again I, anybody who causes chaos like this should be held accountable anybody and i'm just leaving it at that if he gets it anybody else who also did the same thing should as well so i'm gonna leave it today let's get it on some some more lighter yet weirder crazier news here lynn manuel miranda y'all know him love him from uh hamilton fame from in the heights if you will i don't care about what y'all talking about y'all just want to nitpick that movie was dope love that movie love that soundtrack um yeah he could have done better with it but what he did was awesome deal with it he'll change he'll he's 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 taking accountability he will make change next time around i don't know if this is going to be the one though because he is set to adapt a musical on the cult classic film the warriors one of my favorite films of all time if you don't know what the warriors is it was a film directed by walter hill and the warriors revolve around a it revolves around new york and this where these fictitious city gangs are around here and within 30 miles of it it's like you know and, and from the end of the north of the bronx there was a bunch of turf uh you know there was turfs in coney island basically so the premise here is that there were gangs all over new york not real gangs they were fist, fictitious gangs and they wanted to have a peace treaty and this one dude who everybody listened to wanted to gather around so we could bring all these gangs to peace but then this one other gang wanted to cost hell and cause trouble and set up the warriors who was this who was a gang from coney island for whatever reason possible so cyrus is this guy that they wanted to do the peace treaty and he got killed at the peace treaty by this other gang and they blamed the warriors for it so this led to every single gang in new york city looking for the warriors and it led to this journey to survive the deal and they had to go through all these it was the cool part about it is that there were like various different gangs with different themes and all this stuff and it was awesome and it still is um that 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 movie still holds up it is still fantastic i love that film but for years on after that that movie has sparked many people referencing the movie from tv shows to hip to rap to um 
100 miles and running was one of those deals um you know by nwa one of my favorite songs from nwa 100 miles of running which kind of you know referenced from the um the warriors and it had the dj that was just putting out apbs out on the warriors and where they were and where they had at this time so it was kind of like that it was real dope uh somebody recently did that i forgot what movie recently also did the warriors deal too where somebody was running away from different people and different gangs and group of people whatever like that but if you ever watch that and you see somebody you see a dj with that you don't see the face you only see the lips and they're talking and they're talking about where that person is and they're trying to search for that person it all dates back to the warriors and then there's also the iconic scene from the warriors where one of the guys the leader of the other gang think uh puts you know bottles in his fingers and he starts clinging them and he says warriors come out to play a <laughs> hey, very iconic scene look I'm not joking that I think that came out in like the late 70s or whatnot or the early 70s. Go watch it. And the movie was so damn good and so influential that Rocksteady, the creators of um, a rock star, I'm sorry, the creators of GTA at one point made a video game solely based on the uh, game. And it was awesome. I played it for the PS uh, P or the PS Vita and it was out. I think I still own it on uh on my in the ps network so i can still actually probably download and play that game but what was great about that game is that they actually what did they do they um they made part of the, they stretched the game the story of the game out to focus on many different members of the uh of, of the warriors and before we got into the initial cyrus situation where um you start to do the running Yo, the Warriors video game was so dope and it really made you feel like you were in the damn movie at the time. So like, I, I, it'd be cool if they could bring that back out or remaster it or whatever like that. It's that, that game was, it was such a, it was such a great homage to the actual deal. So apparently there is a television adaption in the works from Joe and Anthony Russo, uh, in 2016, but I don't think it ever came to fruition there. Um, but seeing this as a musical, I, you know, I first, when I first saw this article on comicbook.com or, um, I was a little, I was a little skeptical about this. I was like, no, I don't know if I could do a musical with the Warriors. With that said, I'm, I, I processed this for a bit and I'm like, all right. Lin-Manuel Miranda, he does some damn great musicals. I don't know how he would do this, but I think I can trust him enough to be able to pull this off and still make it as badass as it was supposed to. He made Hamilton a hip hop bill. I don't know how he would do it. Cause it's the seventies. I don't know. If, you know what I'm saying? Like he's done hip hop. He's done hip hop and musical, um, and, and, and musicals and such like that. And like, how would he pull this off? How would this go? I don't, I really don't know how this would go, but I feel like he's earned trust enough to see what happens here. I just love the Warriors so much. I want to see an actual reboot of the Warriors. I don't want to see a modern day version of the war. Well, maybe I do. I think they could pull off, pull that off. I don't know how good it would be. I would rather them just like do a period piece and just redo the whole seventies thing over again and just revitalize it like that but man um because i don't know i don't know it, 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 it's a possibility they can you know recreate that magic that was the warriors film i don't know <laughs> we'll see but as a musical oh man this is gonna be interesting so we'll see if he pulls this off if it actually is going to happen but man uh look all i'm saying is if it happens, watch the movie first, then go see this damn musical. Um, actually, yeah, uh, yeah, I would say do that first and see how it compares. But I, I, I know the Warriors down pat. I love that movie. It was awesome. I love the camaraderie of the Warriors. I love what the the adventure, the, the adventure they went through in that thing. It was just so awesome. It's it's a time honored treasure of a film. Okay, so 
um we'll see man this will be this will i mean he he's done some great things but this will be a great test for him there so all right some other news so let's go to some marvel news some good and some bad marvel news let's talk with the good first a new season of i am groot is coming soon to disney plus the short films will once again feature our favorite tree warrior during his child age as he springs into random adventures and this will be coming september 6th love the first season of that it was really cute i don't know how many episodes they're going to do this time around but um always looking forward to it and i don't think there's going to be any real connection to the recent one because he's still a kid here uh and i think that they're just going to keep it to baby group level and uh i don't mind it because baby group you could it you can really create these type of short films with it um but i love the first few that they came out with and uh, i recently watched them because i was watching the all of the movies all over again now that they added you know homecoming and the incredible hawk and everything to it and just you know finally closing out the entire infinity saga there so i watched that as well and um uh, they're very enjoyable they're very cute and family oriented to have so we'll see what's happening there now let's talk about the bad news of what's going on in the strike and what occurred during the filming of wandavision apparently reports are saying that background actors were asked to get digital replicas done of themselves without additional pay during the filming of WandaVision. In the event of the strike and SAG after, uh, you know, talking and, and, and the um, Writers Guild of America talking about how they don't want AI doing this very thing, that's real shady. This is the stuff that like, this is the stuff that people are, are fighting for right now it's this is really crazy and shady i hate the fact that it's happening in disney and the marvel the franchise as well and all these it, it just it saddens me because it, it goes to show us like we are fans of a lot of these things marvel dc wwe aew stuff like that and we praise these guys every single time for what they provide us and what they give us the thing is we just want them to do it without causing any harm to anybody or any bs to anybody like does it always have to result in some back-end bs um it's just is you know what i'm saying like I, I just hate this and i'm not i'm not saying aew i just say i, I it was is doing shady stuff behind the scenes i'm just saying i'm just using them as an example of just companies in general who provide really great quality you know fan entertainment that we have and like uh, i'll put it like this i used to be a fan of wwe for a short term i was on again off again with wwe um when they when they were wwf i never wa like watching it because it was too cartoony and then when the attitude era came in and they changed their name to wwe for legal reasons i was really digging them in i actually have a replica of stone cold steve austin's smoke and skull belt in my office um so even if i even denied that i wasn't a fan of them or i hated them for always that would be my kicker right there but no i was absolutely a fan and i'm still i still keep that title despite knowing everything i know now about what happened behind the scenes and what happened with vince mcmahon which who's by the way is out due to uh, an investigation right now and he's also just happened to have an operation or <laughs> or a procedure being done at this time he seems to do that quite often but when i found out about the stuff that he did behind the scenes that affected the uh the staff that affected the talent there i couldn't be down with that because i've been through stuff like that I've, i i hate to hear that it's it's not a good environment to be in um and it's it's just it, it to me it's toxic as hell so i don't support them at least for the time being until that man leaves if he ever um he might turn himself into an ai that's how egotistical that dude is and power hungry he is <laughs> and so he can so the ai can take over and and book whatever who knows um but i you know i opted off i i'm one of those people from what my therapist says i have a super ego to be able to resist the temptation of jumping into things like that and in you know 
I lack naivete, if you will. And once I find out something's ill, I'm out. But I am also willing to make a like to like, you know, if somebody's looking to take accountability for something, I'll give them a chance to be to um, to, to do it. You know, um, in, in the midst of this, I have not went gone back to Papa John's. I haven't gone to Chick-fil-A, um, even though I. I got to check out that Chick-fil-A thing because the Chick-fil-A thing, I, I, I heard that they were trying to make changes, philosophical changes uh, in terms of who they support and who they represent. But they were kind of bullied in a sense. Uh, so I need to look into that because if that was true and if they're still about doing that, then I may go back and support. And it's sad because I really do like their, um, their food, but not enough for my dignity. If you don't support... If you don't support me like and or support what i'm about or support other people that i know and what they about no i'm good i'm good like and, and the papa john thing it's just i don't understand why they still even remotely still call that papa john to this day like like call it papa shack call it papa pizza just do not keep naming it after that dude i got just i i can't i know how great of a dude shack is and what he does dude change that name i'm sorry like put it call it papa shack the brand will still be okay trust me so i'm hoping in terms of you know aew i'm hoping that those guys i hope tony khan keeps it chilled i hope he keeps being the fan that we all know he is of this industry and i hope he keeps treating those guys with the respect they deserve and treat the fans what they deserve i hope I just brought the AEW World Heavyweight Championship replica belt because of my love for what they're doing with that company right now and my love for the, for what that show is doing but not just but the support that they have given to LGBTQIA to you know the African American community to um what how they treat the you know the, the talent you know I mean it's not perfect and we know there's some stuff going on in the background of that but still nowhere near as bad they've only been out for four years and it's nowhere near as bad as what the 50 year history of WWE is done and it's some criminal stuff. <laughs> okay. So in the UFC, I used to, I used to, uh, I used to mess with the UFC like that. I got the UFC, um, world title, um, with me, you know, the old school one, not the new crazy looking crappy one. The one that Anderson Silva held that GSP held that like, you know, Michael's, uh, uh, not Michael Sarah. Um, that Chuck Liddell held, you know, you know, what I mean, the, the, the old school, the really dope one from back in the day. Um, yeah, it's BJ Penn, you know, you name it. All those cats had it at the time. Yeah, I had that replica and I, I rocked with UFC back then. And Dana, Dana's a, Dana's a smart dude, but he's had his issues. He's had his situations too. Um, but I, when they started messing around with, um, they, they, the stupidest thing they did to me in my opinion they stopped negotiations with nike and went to reebok and i was like yo that's the dumbest freaking that was like the dumbest freaking deal i've ever seen and, and it never it never lived up reebok and their gear it just never lived up not to mention they stopped a lot of allowing um you know fighters to make more money outside of that deal and getting you know sponsorship deals and all that stuff like they stopped all that and these guys were not getting paid like that so and they still not getting paid to this day you know what i'm saying so um i stopped messing with them and then there were some other things that led to that too um so yeah I, that's just me but like i don't want to have to stop dealing with marvel i don't want to have to stop dealing with disney i need them to get their ish together and just Bob Iger, man, this dude is getting on my nerves. I want him to leave that company. He came back and all he's done is just caused a lot of pain. And in this archaic mindset, um, and this out of touch archaic mindset, you know, and this whole thing, I'm just done. Um, I'm not done yet. Let's be honest, but like they need, I, 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 I'm so rooting for these writers and actors right now. It ain't funny. And if you think again we, we talked about this before many times if you think that this doesn't affect you 
yeah, of course, the AI aspect for the actors and all and the writers. Yeah, that part. That doesn't affect you because it's focused on their industry. But the whole AI thing, they're trying to make that to accommodate all industries. How the CEOs and all these other industries work and how the Hollywood industry works how the wrestling industry works it's all the same thing and it's core it's corporate structure it's all core so let me tell you um please support these people because if they are able to do it that can make a major change for all the places that you guys are working at right now as well and also it's an inspiration to know that we all can should be able to come together and fight against these greedy rich people that are trying to nickel and dime everybody and trying to take more than give. So just keep an eye on that, please. Please do. So, all right, let's get into some final news here. And that is some just a little bit of video game news because there's a lot of video game news, a lot of fighting game news in particular that came out over the weekend because it was Evo weekend. And um, Evo's back in full force. And uh, along with it, a bunch of announcements that came just announced at Evo. And it's the only one I'm gonna give because the rest of them I'm gonna talk about on Select Start this week. But just announced at Evo, just yesterday, Capcom will be having a promotional event featuring, a promotional crossover event featuring the iconic Teen Turtles known as the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. We've seen them, we've seen them before in fighting games and they're technically back. And I say technically because here's the situation. This crossover consists of new gear, stamps, cosmetics, and custom avatars for World Tour. So basically what it is, is not, we're not gonna have characters. Um, we're not gonna have Leonardo, Donatello, Raphael, Michelangelo make an appearance, but we're gonna have the ability to dress up our avatars as the turtles and fight in World Tour mode or other modes where they can fight just like the other character like the other uh street fighter characters instead of them having their own now i think it's cool i think it's honestly really cool that they're doing this um the turtles and i'll talk about this in the next segment because we're going to be reviewing the movie the turtles are possibly one of the greatest franchises to be able to um market because you talk about product placement I don't care which movie it is. They are always product placing with the turtles and somehow it's okay that the turtles do it. It's not like campy. It's not stupid. Like they are like some of the most product placement franchises out there. And it always seems to work whenever there's a new turtle movie or whatever coming out. There's a flock of different sponsorships and, and promotions that are going along with it. Never fails. And this is different. Whenever the turtles come by, people get excited, people get hyped because everybody loves the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and to see a collaboration with Street Fighter is awesome. Now, with that said, none of the turtles will be standalone characters. And that's one of just the unfortunate things because I think having them be a part of Street Fighter as individual characters with their own moves and all the stuff, like guest characters, would have really been a great deal and helped um capcom in their competition with mortal kombat and it's crazy because if you guys remember another realm games who created injustice 2 had the teenage mutant ninja turtles as actual you know guest characters with their own you know move sets and all that stuff and storylines but they did but they didn't do this to take the opportunity to do it with street fighter capcom for whatever reason didn't just say like all right let's just make them individual characters and do that i don't know why this could have been a great opportunity to do so this is cool but this unfortunately because this to me and this is just my opinion i feel like just you know because they didn't just go full blast and just make these guys individual characters that you could play as and immerse them into the actual universe of the street fighter realm I think this was a missed opportunity to combat against all of the guest characters that Netherrealm is coming with Mortal Kombat 1 coming soon. Remember, these guys got Omni-Man and, and, and um, 
and uh, Homelander from the boys on air. Okay, just, I'm just naming two. That's huge. <laughs> but to the credit, this is, you know, having the turtles have anything involving the turtles in Street Fighter six is still great. It's still great, but I don't know if that's going to equate to what's coming. And that was just season one of Mortal Kombat's crossover series. You know what I'm saying? So, um, this is going to be very interesting, but like I said, there were other major news and announcements at Evo. And I will report that as select start the turtles expansion, not the turtles expansion, the collaboration content, the DLC that's coming is coming tomorrow, August 8th. So, um, you'll be able to get a chance. I will definitely get it, uh, jump on that and, and, uh, grab me some of that, uh, that turtle merch in there so it'll be cool to see that and i like the designs i like the way the design look of the turtles it looks like the like very comic booky deal with the eyes with no um pupils of the eyes and all and all that i like that version of the turtle so this should be this should be dope they're pretty uh, nonetheless and a lot of fun to have when you play on uh fighting ground and, and world tour and everything this is also for this reason alone i wish they would a lot they would have had you know safe slots for world tour um because here's the deal for those who played street fighter 6 they know this once you play world tour you can't you could play world tour again but a lot of your stats and a lot of things that you earned before you're gonna have to do all over again and i don't want to do that because you're gonna start you back from level zero and if you're going all the way to if you're already up at like level 75 or 99 or whatever like that, that's a grind to go with, to enjoy the story aspect all over again. I wish they would at least let you have safe slots. That way you don't, you can still have your avatar that you created there, but then you can create a whole new game experience on another slot and just play it over again. If anybody from Catcom's listening, I'll, you know, maybe add that down the line. You're going to be working on this game for quite some time having safe slots to allow us to just start over again since you don't want to give us new game plus you know maybe that's an ideal thing to do but i don't like the idea that if i want to play through the story mode all over again that i'm just going to have to um i'm going to have to basically erase all that progress back that to me no nah, it's not cool um, they did also announce a new character that was coming to in the name of Aki. It was an acronym, if, if you will. Uh, but I'll learn more and talk about that more when the time comes. And I'll say that for uh, Saturday. But folks, that'll do it for me on and what's new in the world of ACMG. We're going to take a break, come back. And when I do, we're going to talk Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Mutant Mayhem, a movie that everybody should check out. And we'll talk about why right after this. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Dax Xavier Josiah, the host of ACMG Presents Talk Time Live, the podcast. You want to catch up with all of our podcast shows and hear from some of the hottest names in all of anime, comics, movies, and games, such as... This is Miley Flanagan, the voice of Naruto. This is Stephanie Shea, the voice of Sailor Moon. This is Ruben Langdon, the voice of Ken Masters and Dante from Devil May Cry. Hey there, this is Kyle Abair, the voice of Ryu from Street Fighter V. This is Chris Battle, character designer of Teen Titans Go! Here's your chance to check out all of that and more on Talk Time Live. TalkTomLive.com provides all of our ACMG content with new and previous episodes, exclusive interviews, articles, and much more. Visit TalkTomLive.com and let us help you learn to let go, live life, and love all things ACMG. Talk Time Live. Hey folks, this is Brian O'Halloran. You may know me from such films as Clerks, Mallrats, Chasing Amy, and a whole bunch of USQ films. And you are listening to ACMG Presents Talk Time Live. Do it. And now it's time for our talk topic of the week. Ready? Fight! Folks, we're back with our talk topic of the week, and it is my review of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem. I gotta say, definitely one of my favorite movies to date. Um, I, there's a list of them. There, honestly, in my opinion, in my view, there really isn't a bad Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie and yeah that's including the ones that Michael Bay was a part of I thought they were pretty good the, the second one especially I thought was really good because out of all the Turtles movies that have come out that was more live action 
that one was very close to the 80s you know deal they had krang and they had shredder in there and their camaraderie and all that stuff and they really kind of matched up to it even though it kind of looked very you know it had the michael bay aspect and touch to it but it was directed by another guy which was great as well but um this one this was seth rogan's baby seth rogan uh put his two cents in there he wrote it along with evan uh goldman and jeff rowe and it was directed by jeff rowe and kylie spears and this and, and, and animated by the team who i believe worked with uh into the across the spider-verse a awesome fantastic movie and it really was a movie for all ages um not just all ages but all subcultures as well i mean there was a lot of anime influence there there's a lot of hip-hop influence in this thing too i mean like yo it was it they they managed to create a really awesome story and this was pretty much a this was you know for those who always think that every movie has to connect to the original or the source of the prime universe this is not going to be one of them and you shouldn't worry about that because again i've said this many times before when talking about the turtles they've already established that there there's a multiverse of turtle universes out there and this is just another one um not to be confused with the original 87 series which everybody loves undoubtedly um this was another universe that they had and this one featured a different group of teenage turtles they were actually you know teenagers in this one whereas the other ones always felt like they weren't teenagers they were just grown adults <laughs> in some cases but they were calling themselves teenagers this one actually felt like they were teenagers they act like teens they act like goofy pre actually more like preteens to some extent um but they were really goofy in this uh and then there were some changes there was a lot of changes here um a lot of changes you know some people that you recognize weren't like the people before like let's take april o'neill for instance uh who played by you know the star of the bear that i just started watching and really gotten into lately ao uh i'm gonna please hopefully i get this name right ada berry if i'm pronouncing that right she played april o'neill she is awesome in the bear fantastic the whole entire cast here was so star studded and i think that really helped out the art style was really awesome in a way in its own way it was like a gritty you know comic book like style that they worked with um to give it their own and i thought they did a great job i loved her portrayal as april o'neill in here too um it was a different approach to april o'neill that we've haven't seen before for instance obviously you know she's black in this universe <laughs> but also not like the you know popular gorgeous attractive you know looking april that we are known to see and this one was a little bit more like cute but like nerdy type of april here she wasn't you know always in control she would embarrass herself and she was kind of like meg griffin she was april O'Neil. april was meg griffin let's let's that is the best way i can put it in this case but what i loved about it is that like there was some type of connection or you know i want to say connection but there was a bit of a attraction there with leonardo because he had he had a crush on april in here and i always thought that was cool and he valued her more than she valued herself at times in this movie which i thought was really cute and cool and a whole like one of the things that this movie focuses on is how they will be perceived by people and you know uh above the sewers in the real world by, by humans if you will because humans don't know how to act whenever they see something different which i thought was really interesting that they focused out on that you know whenever you know humans see something that's not that's different from them they react erratically and it's so true it is it's honestly really true i mean it's like and this movie kind of was like to it it's it's its premise basically was to try to see past what the person looks like to see the character within them and that's what i really love and if you're watching this as a kid you know you're learning a valuable lesson about acceptance which i thought they did very well in this film um of course there wasn't shredder in this movie this was a prequel if you will or a you know a, a, you know the beginning of something really big um they had a different enemy this time in the form of a character named superfly played by none other than 
Ice Cube, who I thought did a fantastic job as this dude. Um, he, he got Ice Cube got to be Ice Cube in this movie, playing this character, and his character was gangster as all hell as you would expect playing from Ice Cube here. So, you know, basically the story here is that Baxter Stockman, uh, played by Jan, the one and only, the one and only Jan, uh, Giancarlo Esposito. Uh, we got to see him and we've seen many a times where in other universes where, um, where Baxter Stockman is black. So this is just another one where they're making him a, 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 a black character here, but he created the ooze. There were some people after him. Uh, you know, he didn't survive. He actually died in this universe, um, before even meeting the turtles. So he created this and he ended up, um, dying as a result but the the this organization that was searching for all of the um the research that he did including the uh the ooze didn't get the one one of them kicked it down to the um to the sewers where the turtles and splinter was in and other other um animals or insects or whatnot and that caused a whole friction around the uh, the entire uh city so now this company is trying to find every mutant for research purposes and the turtles is one of them as well you also got splinter played by jackie chan who i thought was fantastic you know aside from being just one of the greatest martial arts actors ever we forget how really awesome of an actor he actually is and he did so great as splinter and this was such a different version of splinter this splinter was not the Saki that we are you know, um, he wasn't the Rokosaki that we, uh, we were familiar with. Um, in fact, he wasn't even named a Rokosaki. And it was pretty interesting here because his origin story is way different than any Turtles universe you'd ever had. So if you wanted to see if this was, had any connection, this is not a reboot. This is just another universe. Keep remembering, just keep remembering that this is not a connection. This is a whole nother turtles universe because his origin story is way different here he was not fused and mutated with a human he just became a human <laughs> from this point on and you know he he uh he tried to he wanted to uh connect with the you know human world as well but you know come on it's a giant rat you're gonna freak out regardless so because of his traumatization of that situation, he's always nurtured and imprinted that fear into the, well, he tried to imprint that fear to the, uh, to the kids that he took after, which was Leonardo, Donatello, Michelangelo and Raphael. But they were so interested in wanting to get to know the human world like that, that they, you know, they started doing their thing. I want to note that this splinter also is not a, he was not a ninjutsu practitioner. He learned all of his martial arts by watching Jackie Chan films, which is hilarious. And then on top of that, I want to add that it never dawned on me. It just never dawned on me that you got Jackie Chan in this film and this is a martial arts film. So I, I don't know why it didn't dawn on me that they would asked Jackie Chan to choreograph fighting scenes in this movie. And they did just that. One of the most awesome scenes in this movie is when Jackie Chan fights, I mean, or Splinter fights, but he fights in the same type of way that you would see a Jackie Chan film. If you watch any Jackie Chan film, you know that he always does this very stylish, very creative way of fighting using obstacles and, and, and elements around him and objects around him to fight and defend himself. We got a full CGI Jackie Chan fight scene in the form of Splinter in this movie. And it was fantastic. It's everything you would expect. Jackie Chan got all the fighting without the injury this time around for the first time probably ever in his career. He got a chance to do it. By the way, speaking of Jackie Chan, I should add, if anybody knew or didn't watch, if you have Netflix, watch his movie with John Cena that nobody knew they did. Uh, I forgot what it was called. <laughs> I 
I forgot it was called First Strike or Final Strike, whatever like that. It's like number one on Netflix right now. I did get a chance to see it. It's a pretty entertaining uh, film. And it also just dawned to me like, you know, how the hell did John Cena and, and um, Jackie Chan end up together to do this? But it just, I also remember that John Cena speaks fluent Chinese. So this was a perfect film for him. And uh, yeah, go anyway, check it out. It might even be a sequel to that if the strike ever comes to an end. So go anyway, check it out. It's on Netflix right now. But yeah, man, um, this was an awesome scene. We got to see Jackie Chan be Jackie Chan for the first time in years. And, you know, he's gotten older now. Is He can't really do everything that he did before. He will be... He would be prone to major injury at this point if he even remotely tried to do what he did before. And I still believe he still tries to do his own stunts at this age, but um, I'm pretty sure they're really careful with him now. Like, he had a lot of fun doing Rumble in the Bronx and all his old films back then and City Hunter and all that. He's he's a, he's an insurance claim right now, <laughs> if ever. So other, pe other great cast members, like, this was a huge cast of people. Let's talk about... The turtles themselves um micah Ab abby who played donatello uh shaman brown jr michelangelo uh nicolo uh contu who played leonardo and brandy noon who played Raphael. these four young kids who got a awesome opportunity to play in this role and um they've played in other shows before nickelodeon and um and other shows and now they had this major opportunity to play these four roles and i thought they did it so well the um the dialogue that they were able to do in here was it felt very real it felt like you were really you know these kids are really teens because they are and the canter and the banter that they were having and the camaraderie that they had with each other was more natural than any version of the turtles i've ever um watched you know, that's not to get it. That's not to put a, you know, slip on any of the other turtles um, prior to. But because of the writing, the dialogue was just so natural in here. And I really loved it from all of them. Maya Rudolph played um, Cynthia Ultram, who was like really kind of the main villain of this whole entire thing. And Maya Rudolph is just fa fantastic. And here, John Cena played Rocksteady. Seth Rogen, once again, plays a damn warthog or a pig in the form of Bebop. Like, I think this is like the second or third movie he's played a warhog or pig or something of that nature in here. Uh, you also had Rosebine who played Leatherhead, which I thought was funny. Like, this was a new universe, but they still had characters based on the original series in here. Um, Natasha uh, Dimitroy, I believe her last name is, played Wingnut. Uh, Paul Rudd played Mondo Gecko, and he was also one of the more funnier uh, roles in here. Um, him and his, him and Michelangelo we're like bonding majorly here. And uh, I thought it was really funny. Post Malone, hilarious. He played uh, Ray Follette. And every time he would say his name, he would sing it. <laughs> and, I, and Superfly would like, yo, chill out with that, man. But it was, it, you know, he, and by the way, I'm not the biggest Post Malone fan. Not because I, not to say that I like, I do. He's done some awesome, awesome music. He is dope. Like, I just haven't invested in him as much as I probably should. But the songs that I have listened to of him and what he does outside of, of the studios and, and, and the concerts, he is, and you talk about people, we talked about influencers in the, in the last, um, in the last segment. He's not an influencer. He's just a really good dude doing some really good things. And if you want to be influenced by somebody or inspired, I would you probably want to use the word inspired. He is an inspiration. The things that he does for people and his fans is just awesome. He, you know, meets people um, who are, you know, um, he he, he's, he's like done things with people who are challenged um, in, their, in, in their upbringing. And, and um, he... He just gave his a five thousand dollar guitar to a five year old fan of his recently. Like it was, he's just fantastic. The, the things he does he does to give back. I would love to see more like him in the industry because he that's what he does is kind of a throwback of what you know stars used to do. Not like in terms of giving away, but just like looking out for his fans, being good to his fans, being a a good form of representation to his fans and a good representation 
to the music industry at, at well, you know, um, kudos to him. I, you know, I, I fully support that dude. He, he's, he's, he's so dope, both, uh, you know, musically and just humanly just absolutely dope. We also have, po um, Hannibal Barris as Genghis Frog in here. Um, and, uh, just, uh, you know, a host of other people, but like, man, this movie from start to finish was so awesome. It was so entertaining. Uh, I was with one of my ACMG members, Max, who was, uh, who we both were just highly entertained with this movie by, um, people in the theater was just cracking up. There were some extremely funny moments in there. Some great references some great fanfare moments in this, in this movie that you just couldn't deny. Um, where does this lie among the best of the turtles movies for me right now? It's high. It's in the top. It's in the top five. I, I would probably even say maybe three or four maybe because um i'm always gonna like the first movie with jim henson really started it off um the i think 2010 warner brothers teenage mutant ninja turtles the tmnt movie which was kind of like a spiritual successor sequel or a spiritual sequel to the jim henson deal because the storylines kind of connected um that was awesome too. The second Michael Bay executive produced movie, uh, out of time, I think is my third. And this one probably comes in fourth, if not maybe rivaling that one for third, for the third spot. Um, they were all really awesome for that right there. I think it robs up with that, but this was a, another hit, you know, movie for me. Um, it did make a great, uh, bang in the box office. I think it was when second place because, you know, the Barbie movie and Oppenheimer movie are still killing it right now, but nonetheless, this is a worthy, very worthy turtles movie to watch and check out. Go out of way, check it out. I give it an a plus. Absolutely. I thought the kids knocked it out the park. I thought the, um, the other major celebrity guests, or, I mean, um, he's uh, cast in here all did their part. Jackie Chan was just tremendous in here um yeah this and i'm looking forward to it because it looks like it's going to be a sequel and guess who's coming <laughs> okay there was one end credit scene that featured the person we were all hoping and waiting for and yes hamato yoshi is coming <laughs> i can't look at, i'm looking forward to that so um go anyway check it out it is absolutely awesome there folks that will do it for this edition of Talk Time Live. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Um, can't say what I'm going to do next week, but there will be a show next week along with a new episode of Select Start. I got a lot going on game related this week to talk about, including I just got in, in my hand right now is the WD Black SSD 2 gig up to, I'm sorry, not 2 gig, 2 terabyte drive for the PlayStation by Western Digital, the official Western, the official S, uh, SSD drive for the PlayStation 5. I am going to install this myself into the, <laughs> excuse me, into the PlayStation 5. Um, it doesn't, it, it's, it's like an easy in slot. I'm gonna see how this works. Um, I was in, a, in the, uh, what is it? Um, in the Canon podcast. Um, with Boris and Phil, and he was talking about he got a, a SSD drive that he installed that caught fire. It was recommended to him by Sony, you know, one of the listings of Sony, but Sony never bothered to mention that they were coming out with their official one. So being that this has these, the PlayStation logo and it's in here, it's expected to work and work fluently. So I'm gonna install it. I'm gonna try it out because there are tons of games that are coming out and I need this drive to work. I already have a four terabyte expansion, ex, uh, extended hard drive, external hard drive, if you will, but this will do the job that it, I've been waiting for it to do. So if it works, I will let you know this week on select start the video game podcast for talk time live. So stay tuned for that and much more news, including all the Evo and announcements and everything that are coming there. Folks, if you love this episode, in every episode that we have. And if you're new to this show, thank you for listening and chiming in and becoming a new listener. You can check out more at talktomlive.com, the official website for ACMG for, uh, presents Talk Tom Live, the podcast. Uh, 
You could go out and check out all of our audio episodes, including this one, and our video exclusives, the interviews that I had with some of your favorite people in our favorite fandoms are all there. You could check it out there. And then also other content as well as on air. And also, if you subscribe and download to your favorite podcast platforms that you can listen to on the go or in an office, if you work in an office, you can listen to it there. You could go to pretty much everywhere where podcasts are played, and that's including Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Podbean, TuneIn, Audible, Pocket Cast, you name it, is there. Tumblr as well, we're there. We post on air as well. So, you know, go ahead and check it out and keep supporting us and keep it going and keep it growing always. Again, thank you to my lovely wife, Esther, and happy anniversary to 18 years and many more. And um, we'll, guys, talk to you soon. And that'll do it for me. On behalf of myself, this is Dax Xavier Josiah saying, learn to let go, live life, and love all things anime, comics, movies, and games. This is ACMG Presents Talk Time Live. I am out of here. Take care, and guys, have a great week. Music for this episode is provided by Game Chops. Check out these great chiptune tracks and more at music.gamechops.com.